Broadcasting from the Third Coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. I want to swim around your bloodstream. Wow, you do a lot of running today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put some miles in today, brother. Well, I, I, you text me this morning or sent me that video. I'm like, oh, he's he's already on the road. Oh yeah, man. I went over to uh, see Miss Alabama yesterday. We put up um, Christmas tree and I put the lights in the front yard and the blow up snowman. And she was decorating inside. And, um, did a lot. I just helped her do some of that stuff. And um, we cooked dinner. We had a roast and um some veggies and stuff man had a great night anyway man i just got up early today and then left i had um had some paperwork and stuff i had to do back at the shop and then i had to um go to my brother's shopping um and uh get my brakes changed um got back i went from there i went to go see mom did some uh Grocery shopping for her for the holiday cooking. We're uh, her, and our other brother, and um, her are going to get together tomorrow and and do a bunch of cooking, hanging out, which will be great, man. I love being in the kitchen with those people. Oh yeah, and um, and then uh, came over here, man. So I've been I've burned a full tank of gas. You've today, been road dogging today. Yeah, it's yeah. been a it's been one of them days. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wood, and tonight I'm in here with Harpoon only because uh uh Mr. Mr. Judd is is feeling under the weather. He had a rough weekend from the way he he was talking. Mm. He said it was it was not fun. <laughs> yeah, he had the flu. He had the flu. Have you ever had the flu before? Um uh, it's been a while, yeah, but yeah. I've had it. Mm. I had it probably six years ago. <clears throat> and yeah, I thought that was like I thought I was done. I was like, just hand me a gun. Let's get this out of the way. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's, it's a horrible story. And I don't even know why, but every time, man, I, I think about the flu. I think about um, when I was married. Mm-hmm. And I was in this terrible spot in my marriage. <clears throat> my wife was drinking quite heavy, and and she was a violent drunk. Oh, and, I remember this story. Holy and, shit. Keep and, going. Um, and I had the flu. The first time I'd had it. <clears throat> and and like I don't know a long long time I I really don't get sick very much, but I had the flu and I was very it was like the first full day of it and I was real nauseous, um, extremely nauseous man and just had it coming out both ends and I was just teeter tottering just on life itself it felt like, <clears throat> and um, she came home from work, checked on me. Of course, man, I told her, I was like, oh, my gosh, man, I'm dying. I'm just sick of my stomach and everything. She goes, okay. <clears throat> goes back up to the front part of the house, comes back an hour or so later with quite a few drinks in her. And she had made this huge country meal, just lots of veggies and fried chicken and all this stuff. And um, came in the door and was like, look, man, you've not eaten. This is what she said. She's like, you've not eaten anything today, man. You need to eat something. And I, I instantly, man, I got a whiff of that food. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, get it out of here. Get it out of here. That's the worst. Oh my what, when you're nauseous uh, and like even the smell of food just, or thought of food just makes you sick as a dog. And she comes in with this big old plate, man. I mean, it was like one of them two-pound plates. Of greasy food. Greasy ass. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. 
And I'm just like, get it out of here. Go, oh my gosh, man. And she just was like, you don't appreciate, you know, what I've done. And just starts going off. And then before it's over, man, she threw it on me. Yeah. Terrible. I don't know. I don't know necessarily. That was a, that was something, man, that, that was a, that was something that I'll always remember, um, about being in, in, in a spot where, um, I needed comfort. I needed help. I needed, I, I needed somebody. And the person that I had turned on me. The exact opposite. A hundred percent. The, yeah. Um, so I don't know, you know why I was, I was telling you that, man, we're talking about the flu and that was, that is, is always just kind of stood out in my mind as a horrible flu, uh, memory. Um, thank goodness, man, Judd didn't have anything like that happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you get to feeling better soon, Jiggy, man. No, that's, that's a, a great thing to, to think about though. I mean, like we said, it is men's health month and everything. And, and, you know, our, our health isn't always just our physical health you know yeah. it's it's our mental health too mm-hmm. you know and and last year you talked about when you went through what going through a divorce was like for a man you know but also you know you you dealt with emotional abuse you dealt with you dealt with with physical abuse her throwing things at you or hitting you or doing whatever you know right. uh, her dumping food on you when you're deathly sick um and it, it's we, we say it every time. If, if you if you're out there and you're listening, you you need help. Go get help. Find help. Whether it be physical health health or whether it be your mental health or whatever. Please, guys. I mean, suicide is the number one killer now. Wow. Uh, for men between the ages of eighteen and thirty six. Dang. Number one killer in America. Right behind that is car wrecks. Jeez. Uh, yeah, man. One hundred percent. If you got anything going on, man, you need some help. You need to turn to somebody. And if the person you're turning to turns out to be um, not not helpful, then go somewhere else. For sure. Find some find some help. I mean, that's, you know, and, and find a, a positive outlet for that negative energy you're left with. That, man, is something that, that stays with you, that PTSD, you know, of it's just this emotional explosion that could happen at any time and it could be triggered by anger or sadness or loneliness or any of that stuff. And, and, um, you need to find you a positive outlet. <clears throat> you know, of course I've mentioned multiple times here, man, my positive outlet is going to the gym and leaving all that negative energy there. But I encourage everybody to find something. If the gym's not your gig, man, then, then find something. If it's, if it's helping at a soup kitchen, yeah. If, if it's helping, you know, little old ladies bag groceries or, or go help, go check on somebody. Work at a food pantry. Anything, man. Anything. It, yeah. Uh, if, if you are going through something and you need somebody to talk to, but you don't want to go talk to a, a pastor or a priest, or you don't want to talk to some, some of your friends, you don't want to talk to your family, you can text. Even if you don't want to talk verbally to somebody, if you just want to text somebody, you can text 988. Eight, and that will connect you with someone at the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and you could just text them back and forth. Wow, so, that's incredible, man! I didn't know that. Yes, nine eight eight nine eight eight will connect you just will connect you with a counselor to talk to about what's going on in your life. So there's always somebody there, even if you don't want to talk to them verbally out loud, or you think it's dumb. You can always text somebody. 
more more people now communicate through text than they do phone calls. Hundred percent. So you can text nine eight eight twenty four hours a day, and you'll be connected to somebody who can help you out. Wow, great info, man. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, what's uh, what's been going on with you this week, man? Anything? Wow, anything crazy? <clears throat> business is business. Um, business man has been. We had a we had a we, we've had a pretty good couple of weekends. Um, we've got a new girl that uh, that started. So now I have um, more women than men working for me. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. How does anything get done? Oh. <laughs> I have Good to rotate you. them through. <laughs> you know, switch it around, you know. I don't know. No, uh, actually, man, I've got a, I've got another new girl. She works construction during the day. And then whenever oh, she gets off work, um, she comes in and, and helps out at my place. So, so far, man, so good. Uh, she's a younger lady. That's a working girl right there, man. Do construction all day, then come haul pizzas around all I night. I'll tell you one thing, man. You, if... Pff, if you got a hand job from somebody that's fucking doing construction all day, <laughs> you're going to be thinking, fuck, man, it's not a hammer handle, man. Hang tight, you know? Shit. When you're slinging that bitch, man, like you're trying to break rocks, man. You know? Take it easy. Getting this job done. Yeah, right? Uh, no, but, but we had uh, Miss Alabama and I, man, she came up last weekend, and we had a great time. Uh, of course, I think I may have mentioned before, I, we've been I've been replacing some lights in the house, mm-hmm. and... Uh, she was doing some painting and we were replacing some, some uh, cabinet hardware, hardware and shower head and just a few things, man, just kind of upgrade small little bitty things as we go and, and just doing them ourselves. Well, uh, we had decided that we were going to go while we were over visiting um, family last Sunday. We were going to go to Lowe's, which is over there, kind of out by um, the way to get on the highway to come back here. To check out what they had as far as new light fixtures and things, and they didn't really have anything, so we decided to go to the Super Walmart that was super close. Uh, they really didn't have anything, so we decided, okay, we'll go to Ollie's, which is kind of on our way to the highway. We're just hitting these spots on our way out. So as we're going through Ollie's, we didn't see anything. We went straight back to the back of the store, and we're U-turning and coming back up the front just to get the one big view. And as we're coming closer to the door, I told her, I was like, man, I, I smell something. What is that? Do you smell it? And it smelled like and, shit or smell like something's on it fire? Just, it, was just, it, it smelled like burnt Cheetos. And That's a very specific it's a smell. Very, you're right. <laughs> so literally, man, 15 I, seconds. I don't even want to ask you how you know what burnt Cheetos smell like. <laughs> seconds later we walk like to the end of the aisle and there's these two women and one of them standing there dude and she has yacked the spot man it's like an eight foot circle i'm talking about emptied her guts on the damn store floor yeah and i smelled that shit a half a store back and we were like whoa fuck man so we utah we went around man and left oh yeah so we wound up going man wait 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 you are so stomach sensitive. Did you not yak right as soon as you I saw smell, it? I knew something wasn't good. I knew. Wait, like way You're before. You're preparing yourself. No, I smelled it. And I was like, that ain't right. Whatever that is. That's burnt Cheetos. You ain't supposed to smell burnt Cheetos. You know? You're not. That's just not a normal smell. And I knew something wasn't right. I was like, that's not, that's not normal. That's not right. And then just a little bit would come up. I was like, that's it. No, shit. So we, we, of course, so as we're, we go to a couple other stores. We're determined. We're gonna we're gonna find these. We're gonna find what we want. Um, and we go to 
the local Walmart here. We've gone, we've, we've gone to all the stores. We've got the local Walmart here. And as we're pulling into the parking lot, okay, same day, as we're pulling into the parking lot, I get about halfway into the parking lot, and then all of a sudden, man, I see three people running at me, but they're chasing this fucking dog. Like somebody let a dog out in the parking lot, man, but I didn't see the dog at first. I just saw these people running at I mean, just directly <laughs> toward my car, so I stop. Man, so finally I see the dog, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then like the car that it got out of, like two parking lanes in front of us over there, Miss Alabama and I are like going, oh my gosh, man, stop. But the dog was running around my car. These people are running around oh my, my car. Oh my gosh. And we look across the parking lot, man, and there's this huge lady that got out of this van. She ain't got no pants on. <laughs> she got she she's got like i guess like some some sort of underwear ish type stuff on man it's just not just full-blown butt crack but man that was about it i was holy like, fuck what did you run into man oh my gosh man this is great so man this is what a, what a day um so we get we we go get a couple of these these fixtures this is still like early in the afternoon we got a whole day of weirdness ahead of we us. We got some things going on. Matter of fact, I think, man, she had sent you a picture of that. You said something about Dick Root or something, or was that the, the weekend before? No, that was the weekend before. You, oh, you, weekend were before. Up, you were putting up the uh, the See the fans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so we get back to the house, man, and we put these, we put up these fixtures that um, that we had picked out, and then we decided, okay, what do you want to do for dinner? And, and we're like, well, let's go down here to the Mexican joint, and um, we'll, have, we'll have some drinks eat some chips, watch the ball game, and then we'll just get something to take home with us. We'll go, because it was still early. It's like 5 o'clock. So we decided, okay, great. So we go down there with the intention of, of buying a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of draft beers or something and just sitting at, we've got, we sat at the bar. And, um, and but while we were there, excuse me, the little guy that was bartending is my next door neighbor at the shop. Okay. One, yeah. of, the, one of the Mexican dudes mm-hmm. that eats with me all the time. And Miss Alabama, when he came up to take our order, man, of course, man, he and I had a uh, buddy chat, just, hey, man, what's going on type? And uh, she said, hey, uh, do, you, do y'all have a good margarita here? He's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, well, if it's a good margarita, man, I'll take one. Make sure it's top shelf, you know, and, and that's what I'll take. And he goes, all right, you want a big one or a small one? And I said, hey, look, I tell you what, just get her a big one and I'll just, I'll skip my beer and I'll just help her drink this, you know, and then we'll get another one if we want it or whatever. Yeah. So, because I'm not a big drinker. So anyway, we're watching this guy make this drink, okay? And it's this huge, it's, it's like this huge fishbowl right. drink, you know, they got the, they got the, the normal. It's a drink for two. It's a, absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's a quart. Right. And. So he's got this, um, he's got the, the uh, tequila out, and he's just gloop, 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 Is he even counting anymore? So I tell, so anyway, I mean, it's like three quarters tequila. He squeezes some lime. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So when he set when he set it in front of us, okay, I took the straw, and I was like, hang on, let me stir it up a little bit, man. And I took one of them big old face full slugs off of it. I, my whole head went numb. I was just like, oh, my gosh, man. Wow. So we sat there, man, and we pounded that thing down dry. 
But I told her, I was like, I'm so glad we only live like a quarter of a mile away from <laughs> We could here. walk it if we had to. <laughs> I am lit up like a Christmas tree. Or was it frozen? It was like on the rocks. Yeah, it was a frozen drink. It was, it was a frozen drink, but oh my gosh. So the guy, um, I was telling, we were sitting there at the bar. And I told her, I said, you know, man, I used to bartend a little bit in college and stuff. And, and then it kind of an easy, kind of a easier, kind of a quick way to do it is whenever you grab the bottle and you're pouring, you know, if you'll go one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi out of a good pour, that's pretty close to a shot. Yep. And I told her, I was like, man, this dude doesn't speak good English. So, you know, he was going, Uno Mississippi. Oh, <laughs> He's just letting it roll. He's letting it roll, man. Yeah, it took him like three times as long to pour them drinks. It was great, though, man. We came back and fucked like champions, yo. Okay. I'm talking about after that, dude. It was like, I mean, I had a, I had a, I couldn't tell you, man, how long it's been, man. Side like a tequila hard, man. I mean, it was just. <laughs> That's some bitch. I'm telling you, man. Wouldn't go away. It was crazy, man. I mean, it's like, <laughs> dude, hey, man. And she's all like, <laughs> yeah. We know what she was like. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't mean, golly, dude. I have just been jabber jawing, man. It's I mean, fun. You can just throw a towel on me. At any no, time. you're good. Um, I don't know, man. Oh, happy birthday, man. By oh, the way, thank man. You. I, I appreciate. I love it. you so much, man. Love you too, brother. Um. Thanks for thanks for the beer. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know it, man. I was I was excited we were doing the show on your birthday. Yeah, it just happened to fall out that way. We usually don't. I mean, it happens what every five years. It falls on a Monday, so it just happened to be the one we're recording. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Great. Um, my week is <laughs> so stupid. <clears throat> the last week I worked, not a lot went on. It was pretty. You know, now that I'm, I'm not doing that lab run every night, mm. I'm pretty much just there, getting paid the same. Do you like it? Do you like not doing that run? Yes and no. Um, it 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 can make the night go by a little slower. I mean, beforehand, I was burning off a good four hours of my shift. You know, now there's no orders when I get there. Right. I'm just there. You know. Uh, so hadn't had a whole lot going on. Nothing just incredibly crazy um, to what happened last night. I worked last night, and uh, they use a certain courier service in the city where I used to deliver to. Uh, there's a courier service there that works at the airport, and they pick up like these uh, same-day packages from, air, from planes that, when they come in and deliver them everywhere, hmm. and we use them. For like stuff that like patients who need blood like right then, they'll ship something from like San Francisco or or L.A. or, or Denver. Damn that morning, and we'll get it that afternoon. They'll, they'll put it like on a commercial flight, like from Delta or United or whoever. Mm-hmm. It'll come to the airport in that city. Courier picks it up and brings it to us. Is that just like a a shipping charge to do that, or is that like how? I mean, how? Who's? <clears throat> excuse me. Like if the I guess man, this is like uh, pre-organized um, surgeries and stuff that that well, would be for. It could be that, or it could be somebody who just happens to have like certain people have blood antigens, like certain things in their blood where they can only receive not only that type of blood, but that type of blood with those antigens in it. Wow! It's just people who have like sickle cell anemia; they have to get blood transfusions, and they have those antigens that. So they have to get specific uh, 
units of blood with those antigens in it, so it'll help them deal with sickle cell anemia. Jeez, man. And so this is from one of those guys. Okay. Um, I got a call last night. He's like, is there anybody at your at your donation center? I'm like, yeah, I'm here right now. Like, well, we've got a package for you. And usually when there's something coming like that, they'll have like a notice for me to know, hey, this is coming in tonight. Um, one second. Anyway, uh, there wasn't one there last night. And I, I went up there and I looked at it and it was for the other city I used to go to, mm-hmm. for the other center. And I said, hang on a minute. Um, I thought it was, this isn't for here. This is, this is for them. He's like, nope, it goes here. And it had their address all over the box. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is for them. Nope, it goes here. I'm like, all right. So he left and I opened it up. And sure enough, it was for the center up there. So I called the center up there. I'm like, Courier just dropped off the package. I told him that it didn't belong here. I said, so y'all need to figure out a way to come get this thing. Because I wasn't going to do his job and drive it back up there. Yeah. Five o'clock this morning, I get the call from the same courier. Hey, I need to come pick up that package. Uh, is there going to be somebody there? He's like, yeah, I'll be here. They got there about 730. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> I could have saved you, you six hours of driving. Yeah, you could have you hooked him up, man. Oh. How's that? I got you. How about that? All right. Yeah, that was that was weird. You know, I even I took you. I unblocked you on every application I had in my phone. I thought. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I missed one. Nah, you're good. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Mike, this is Harpoon. Harpoon, this is Mike. Um, how's it going, brother? Nice beard. Yeah, I told him last week, I was like, let that thing grow. He had, it was just barely coming in last week or two weeks ago. And I was like, it looks good. Let it grow. And, man, he's it's like a damn Viking in here now. <laughs> nice. Now, I just want to let everybody know this is my, my friend Mike. Uh, we've been talking about Men's Health Month and everything uh, uh, this month. It is November. Um, and Mike recently, uh, what, about six months ago maybe? How long has it been? Uh, it's in July. My July. whole ordeal okay. triggered in July. Yeah. Um. Uh, Mike was diagnosed with with prostate cancer, and I and he was gracious enough to come on the show and uh, share his experience with us and the listeners. Uh, Mike, you want to start off? How 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 did everything come about? Was this like a yearly checkup you went to, or was this something that caught caught yeah, you off guard? You- Yeah, I can actually, I can start last year. So, um, you know, I've been a relatively healthy, um, uh, healthy male. Um, you know, I, I I try to exercise when I can and you know, I go up and down, you know, with my, uh, you know, annual exercise binges and then, um, add it all back on over the winter and then do it all over again in the summer. (laughs) So, um, I, am pretty active and, you know, I, uh, I have a sedentary job and I, you know, I, I sit at the desk probably way too long and, you know, if anything, you know, uh, in hindsight, that probably didn't help either. You know how they say that sitting's a new smoking, right? Right. So, um, but I've been pretty good about going to my annual physicals, um, every year. Um, and that last year, 
Um, uh, I went to my annual physical and everything was completely normal. Um, had all the lab works, you know, it, with the exception of um, the, the PSA test. And I'm going to, I, I kind of want to, I'm, I'm really starting to promote that um, when I talk to people and, and I'll kind of share why. But um, so, you know, everything looked good last year. She even, I re- distinctly remember uh, my physician who's, who's phenomenal, by the way, I, I, I'm not uh, knocking the healthcare system, but my doctor's really good. Um, she, she said, hey, you, you're a healthy 49-year-old male. Just, you know, keep exercising, watch your calories, and, and um, um, I'm, I'm not a smoker. I'm not a heavy drinker. Um, so, um, you know, things were, were good. Um, and then uh, fast forward to um, – and, and then actually, you know, the, the latter half of last year, I had lost uh, almost 40 pounds just from running, lifting right. weights, staying busy, staying active, and things were good. Fast forward to this year um, in June, um, I – I uh, caught the COVID, and um, I just never really recovered from it. And that was the second time I had it. The original time was back in oh, I, back in March, um, when the whole thing kicked off back in 2020. Um, and um, I was sitting at my desk um, after after I uh, got back from COVID um, early part of July, and I'm like, man, my leg is just starting to swell up. It's just really odd. And your leg and, was swelling uh, up. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. And and uh, it it got to about twice the size of what it should be, and it should have been by the end of the day. It like it. I can't remember exact day, but it, if it was a Tuesday, you know, my Tuesday morning started out normal. I had my coffee, everything else, and and um, the uh, by the end of the day, I was in the ER, and uh, I spent a nice um, uh, six hour stay there. So, Damn. Um, originally, we thought it was like a blood clot, but uh, it ended up being um, my limp, uh, my lymph node in my leg was was blocking um, the the main um, the vein that goes um, down through your or artery, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't even know the the biggest vein in your leg um it was it was pinched starting to pinch that um so it wasn't getting um you know doing things the way it should be so that's how it all kind of um transpired and originally it was you know we thought we just had a, a lymphoma and i went through um uh, all the scans uh this had a ct scan and a pet scan and the pet scan even came back and my oncologist was like you know mike if it was not for your leg being swollen up i would just i would swear that you just have a low-grade lymphoma and we'd see you back here we'd monitor and see you back here in a couple of months see, i thought um, you had said that you had lymphoma originally i thought i did okay yeah, that's, that's the reason why i was that. thinking that thing <laughs> Yeah. When you when you said that it yeah. was prostate cancer, I was like, I thought you said you had lymphoma, but I'm not going to question it. Maybe I'm just forgetting. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It started like that, and it took a good. Um, and then I had. Um, so what they did is after that, uh, after the the PET scan, where they you know they inject you with a radioactive dye, and everything inside you, you know that's metabolizing um, more than than the normal kind of glows like um, um, like you're radioactive, right? right. So. Um, he did see that um, the he wanted to definitely take a biopsy of that um, of that lymph um, lymph node that was in my in my uh, in my groin area. Um, he wanted to target that first because that was you know had accelerated or grown literally overnight, and so he was most concerned with that. And we did that, and it came back um, non malignant. There was it was inconclusive. There was no cancer whatsoever um, in that particular lymph node. It was just enlarged, um, and so and. And, and I apologize. So I, I left one part out. Oh, you're so fine. Go ahead. In that, it, yeah, in that PET scan, um, they found that I not only did I have that 
lymph node in my in my thigh that or groin area that was um, swollen. But I had about eight to ten in my intertwined in my abdomen around my spleen and my liver my kidneys oh, it's just all over um in my pelvis in my chest um and up through my neck um so that's and but again they just everything they're enlarged but they weren't they weren't lit up on that pet scan so that the oncologist wasn't overly concerned at that point but um so and we we're still thinking lymphoma at that point so um so the groin came back inconclusive, and he said, "Let's do one more, and we're going to have um, we're going to have a surgeon um, remove um, a, the biggest lymph node in your neck." And he did that. And in my pre-consult with the surgeon, um, he had said that, uh, you know, if I find cancer in your neck and in any other of your lymph nodes, I'm going to take them out. And he took out four. And oh, wow. so he Man. that was on a. Th- Thursday, I think it was, um, and then he called the Thursday before Labor Day. He called me on Labor Day, and it's like, "Hey, is your wife with you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "As soon as he said that, I'm like, oh God, this is going to be horrible news, right?" And um, he said, "It's not, uh, it's not lymphoma. It's prostate cancer because the PSA levels that were reflected in in those samples that did have cancer in them that he pulled out of my neck were um, were." The PSA was just off the chart. So, Wait, so they detected they detected prostate cancer from removed lymph nodes. Yeah, from okay. my neck. Yeah, gotcha. right, Mike. Let me ask you this real quick, man. Why sure. didn't they do PSA test on you? Or, I mean, whenever you go for your yearly, yeah. why didn't they do that? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, I, you know, all along my um, my grandfather and my on the maternal side of my family um, had died. Um, from prostate cancer in the early 90s. So I kind of already had this kind of thing in the back of my mind to keep keep an eye out for it. But it's just from um, – I've always disclosed that through my medical history with, with my doctor and – and no one's ever said, "Hey, let's let's check your PSA." It just was never. And what amazes me is that it was never done um, at during my ER visit. I'm like, it's just su- such a simple blood test. I that's mean, crazy, they man. took out such a take one more vial of blood, and that's all they needed to do. But um, I, I don't know if it's an insurance thing. I, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I'm not quite sure how much um, what what the you know the expenses of of a PSA test. But it, it is a great question and. You know, if somebody has a, I, the more I've learned about prostate cancer, it's really the, you know, if if it's in your medical history, whether it's a paternal or maternal side, I mean, if it's one generation from or two generations from you, you should be getting, when you hit 45 or even 40, uh, it should be part of your annual exam. I, I really think that men should just get a simple, it's just, like I said, it's just another vial of blood, right, from your from your blood lab. I it's figured they would deal, have it. So. I figured that would be a standard thing for any man over 40 when they go in for their usually physical right. is to get a PSA test yeah. along with everything else. Yeah. So when you say you went uh, in for your this checkup, man, was it just like a regular your regular doctor or was this your urologist? Uh, regular doctor. Just so, um, yeah, it was my, my annual physical um, last year. It was just with my, my regular primary care physician. And, and so you were and, 48 uh, at that time? Yeah, just shy 48. Yep, actually, yep. Wow. I'm sorry. I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm I'm good. Keep going. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean Um, mean to put the brakes on the train there. You were were going so well, but I had some questions I wanted to get out there. 
No, for, go ahead and fire him. Go ahead and uh, fire him off. That's all I got off. right now. Go ahead. You keep going. Um, okay. So I, um, uh, yeah, just I, I, I'm just a, a huge proponent now of you know it just should be included that that PSA test. So, um, so anyway, the um, after that, uh, you know, we got we finally got it dialed in as far as what the prognosis was, and unfortunately, um, as I kind of alluded to as we as I got along here, is that it has left. Um, um, or, or actually, let me share one other uh, point. Um, is that when I did meet with the oncologist, um, which after my ER visit, he's like, yeah, you need to get in the oncologist ASAP. And uh, that was on a Tuesday. And then, um, yeah, I remember now. So it was on a Tuesday and I, I had a call, had an appointment with the oncologist on a Wednesday. So, um, you know, the fact that they were just pushing me through right away, I was like, oh my gosh, this does not sound good just for a lymphoma, right? And I'm like, I thought it was just, I was, things were uh, really dire at that point. Um, and then, which... Um, you know, with after the stage, after um, all the biopsies and then they, you know, they stage you. And so being that the prostate cancer had left the, the prostate area and gone outside of the region and into um, um, and, and has, I cannot say this word for life of me. It's <laughs> metastasized. How do you say that? It's metastatic. Yeah. I, stage four. I'm um, not even going to try it myself. Cancer. I'm yeah. sure you, you, yeah. you were stage four, I, you said. Yes. So, um, because it's got, it's traveled outside of the region, you know, you, you know, and, uh, is moved up and thankfully, and hopefully, um, it's not in my brain. I mean, they did a scan from, from my eyes to my thighs, but you know, your brain is a little bit, you know, most of it's above your, above your eyes. So, um, so I'm going to still, I'm still following up on, on that part, but, um, so we, you know, we did, uh, we just started, I started treatment in September. September, um, with a hormone treatment. Um, and then, um, uh, which essentially is, is, you may or may not know the, the prostate lives and breathes off, off of testosterone. Right. So with the hormone treatment, it really eliminates, um, testosterone. And then there's a secondary hormone treatment that, um, your body's smarter than, than we give it credit for. And if we block it in one area, it's going to try to make it somewhere else essentially. Right. So the, the secondary drug block, it tries to block that, which, um, has been, um, uh, has been productive um, for me for the most part. What is it that, so, what's that um, second one? and then I started chemo, and that's where we're at now. So, um, I'll let you fire away questions. Otherwise, I'll just keep talking for an hour and a half. So. <laughs> what were you going to say, Harvey? You said it, it, it's um, what was the what was the second? The testosterone was the first one, and what was the second one that your body is making somewhere else? So the yeah, I, I'm taking two different drugs. I'm getting um, for the hormone piece. I'm taking a daily, um, uh, a, a daily. Uh, um, what do you want to call it? Uh, just a, a pill, two pills. Um, which and that is that that is the starves the body of of the of testosterone, and then the shot in in I apologize if I get this backwards. Um, um, you can I'm I'm open to being corrected, but the I also get a, an injection. Um, I was getting a monthly injection, but I responded really well to it, so they're switching me to a, a every. Uh, uh, three month injection, and that injection is is supposed to really um, uh, block your body from um, finding those other avenues of producing um, testosterone. Gotcha. So okay. uh, um, it's a, it's a, a two pronged approach, and then throw in the chemo with that um, to start um, reducing the the, the cancer um, in the lymph nodes and and anywhere else throughout the body. I did have um, 
a few small lesions, but nothing um, on next to my bone in my pelvis, which they fortunately I think we're catching them early. Um, but I won't know uh, obviously until um, until I'm through with my treatment. We do our, our final scan. But um, the PSA, um, I, my PSA number when I started, um, this was prior to treatment was like six ninety nine, like I think it's milliliters or something like that um, by volume or something. I I'm not a physician, so I, I I'm not gonna try to. Um, state that officially but normal range is like zero to 2.5 and i was at 699 um which is very high but there's folks that are been extremely high, more high than that um like in the thousands um i've heard um, stories of like thousands and two thousands um so the 699 was kind of shocking to start um but i'll with each iteration of treatment that i've had um we've got it down to a nine now so uh, my body is 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 responding which is fantastic so um staying on the positive side and sure. just keep fighting it so wow. so are they just doing straight chemo or have, have they done any of because i know someone who had the uh the radiation seeds the seed treatment in the prostate like an implant? Yeah. yeah 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 no i have not i have not we haven't really talked about radiation um only because my the, the weirdest thing about this that my oncologist has is kind of I don't want to say struggled, but just kind of scratching his head is how to how to what's the best approach to this is that my prostate is barely enlarged. Wow. So um, he said if it, outside of getting and this is where again where I'm a proponent, uh, I'm a huge fan of this PSA test. If it wasn't for the PSA test. Um, it, it, through you know the the old uh, prostate exam that everybody that every male is um, you know shies away from, um, he, I I would not have known. I mean the um, it's not enlarged, right. so it, it it's just it's just weird. Um, I, I don't want to know weird. I'm probably not the only one, but it's just it would not have been detectable by just a a, a physical exam. It, the PSA would have been kind of my saving grace or safety net, you know, to say, hey, wait, wait a second, something's wrong here. Um, because, you know, the funny thing is that I have no idea how long this, you know, the, when this started or anything. Right. It, it's I've I've had no symptoms, no red flags. Yeah, I, you know, I get a little tired or every once in a while I have like a little pain in the abdomen or something. But, you know, I'm, you know, I'm pushing 50 and well, I'm 50 now, but um, it's, you know, you attribute it to, ah, I'm getting older or, you know, I, I don't eat as much anymore. You know, the seniors, you know, if you're not done with breakfast or dinner by 3.30 p.m., you know, it throws <laughs> <laughs> everything off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, no. yeah, so I mean, I mean, I did, I did have smaller things, but like I said, it was the lack of energy. It was the, it was the, the reduced appetite. Um, you know, I, I did, for me, you know, normal, um, you know, from age 18 to, to, um, you know, 48, I was, I, I've been in the workforce and, um, you know, getting six and a half, seven hours sleep was the norm. Um, but I was starting to push like eight, 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 eight to eight and a half hours, a, you know, a night of, of sleep. And so I'm just like, yeah, I'm getting older, you know, I need my sleep. So, or beauty sleep. I thought maybe, you know, if I sleep more, some of my hair will grow back. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> so the hair fairy. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, other than that, um, 
that's that's uh, that's where I'm at right now, and uh, just battling the, the the chemo. And man, I tell you, I, I wouldn't wish that stuff on on, on anyone. I it's um, you know it, it's been helping. Uh, you know, if I, at least from a PSA perspective, it seems like it's helping. We'll we'll know you know the the final verdict here um, come February probably time frame. But um, it's it's. Yeah, it's you know those first few days are not so bad because you're on steroids, but then after you get off the steroids and um, you know kind of day three through six, it's just you're just laying there miserable and everything hurts, you know. And yeah. I, I was uh, sharing with some of the family, I'm like, I, I didn't even know what damn day it was because you're just uh, oh, it's just it's weird. I've never been uh, exposed to anything that's made me feel that miserable in my life. So, um, but, uh, but I've been fortunate, not too many side effects. Um, I know nausea. So, you know, I've heard so, and I had to ask, ask the doctors, I'm like, I, you know, I've heard stories of, of people just rolling around in, in pools of their own vomit. And then I've heard stories of people that are like, yeah, I just had chemo yesterday and I, I swam the English channel or I ran a marathon <laughs> or something the next day, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, where am I going to fall here? Is it going to be somewhere in the middle or, you know, so fortunately I've, I fall in a little, a little, uh, north of the middle, which has been good. So yeah. it's just it, no, no nausea or vomiting, um, which has been fantastic. So for sure. Um, yeah. you, uh, Mike, as well as is, is a, uh, a U.S. Marine uh, U.S. U.S. Marine Corps veteran, uh, I texted you on Veterans Day and said Happy Veterans Day, and you said th- you said that Applebee's was delicious. So at least I know you got you got fed well that day. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one of the funniest stories of I, me and me and Mike met uh, through gaming, playing video games, uh, and I used to have uh, my Facebook account linked to TripAdvisor. Okay, and if you do, it'll show you like where all your friends have been in the world, you know, on a wow. big map. Well, I've got friends yeah. that have done missionary work and things like that. And there's one of them was in Africa. I'm like, who do I know from went to Africa? I looked, it was in Mogadishu, Somalia. I'm like, who went to Mogadishu? <laughs> it was Mike. Wow. <laughs> he said it was really lovely there. Really? <laughs> Not really. No. Oh, I was going to say, wow. <laughs> that's that's even more shocking, man. It's a great time of year. Right? Very friendly. Very friendly. <laughs> yeah, right. You were there so, what, right after the Black Hawk Down incident, weren't you? Approximately, but I was I was really just there on a logistics run that was short, right. short, sweet, in and in and out, in and out. So done. nothing, you were there, uh, nothing man. too exciting. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, Mike, I think that's everything. Anything else that you want to say? Well, that's what I was going to say. I was telling about your lingering finger story. Yeah. And he's like, you know, that's a funny thing. They said it it would not have detected. His cancer at all. Right. Like he just said. There's a couple things, man, I'd like to tell you, man. Um, first of all, man, I, I I applaud you, man, for staying as positive as you are, you know, with what you got going on, man. That, you know, I, I say quite often on the show here, you know, you need to find something positive, you know, uh, a, a certain way of dealing with things or whatever. But you want a positive outlook. You want, you want to think in the right direction. I think that carries you a long way in whatever you do or, or how your mental health is going through whatever it is you're going through. Um, something else is, uh, my dad was also a Marine. Um, and he also had prostate cancer. Um, my family, uh, has a history of that. And, um, to give you maybe even a little more hope, man, my dad, uh, went through his treatments and, um, wound up, uh, living a long healthy life after his treatments and and he didn't find it up until he was uh later in life 
close to 70s. 70. Yeah. And um, so uh, it's, it, you know, keep doing whatever it is, man, that's, that's, uh, that's helping you out, you know, get some sort of exercise if you can, you know, I, and, and this is, this, this is stuff that he was telling me that helped him. Um, he, uh, he got him a gym membership at the, um, the local, uh, hospital has a, uh, facility that has like an indoor walking track. They've got a weight room. They've got, uh, all these different, uh, like a racquetball court. They got, you know, all sorts of things like that for him to do. Uh, they also have a steam room and a sauna and a swimming pool. So quite a lot of stuff going on, but he told me, he said, look, I'm going to tell you something. And I was, I mean, he was absolutely my hero, man. I mean, I enjoyed hanging out with that guy, you know, and, and, uh, and I just soaked up every, everything, man, that I could from him. Um, but he would tell me, he was like, um, he called me tiger. He was a tiger. Um, the one thing that has helped me, uh, more than anything is the steam room. He goes, without that, I'm sure that I would have died years ago. He said, man, I would, I'll go in there every day and, uh, and just breathe in, you know, and clean out uh, a lot of what was going on. He said, I'm sure that it's sweating out a lot of this stuff that's in me. And uh, now, whether that has any kind of a medical backing or anything like that, or, you know, if it's for real medically or whatever, but he 100% believed in it. You know, he was like, man, if I can get up there every day, you know, and go sweat some of this stuff out and walk on the walking track a little bit and, um, you know, and just try to stay as healthy as possible, man. I mean, that always helped yeah. his his mental state as well. But um, yeah. I'll, def- I'll definitely be praying for you, man. Um, I, I'm familiar with the situation. Um, it's a horror. I've been being, I, you said being checked early, man. I've, I've been uh, somebody that's been checked since 40 um yeah. and psa man is, is something my dad would talk about you know because of his numbers and things and and so uh as soon as it was detected in him i mean that like literally a, a couple of months after that i was in the doctor you know he he made it clear yeah. that you know he, he's he, there i got two brothers there's three of us three boys that uh they would all be checked and um and it, it, it's something, man, that, that the reason why I ask if the PSA was, why was it overlooked uh, or not done? Uh, I just assumed that it was, that it was something that, like you said, somewhere around 40, it should be something, man, that every male should have standard. It, yeah. Just a standard yeah. part of, of all that stuff just for, since, you know, I mean, prostate cancer is, is prevalent. You know, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's, it's the equivalent of a mammogram, right? Right. So, and, and, and the expense of, and, and I'm not, I, I, I love my wife and I love, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the females in, in my life, but the expense of a mammogram, it, it has to be significantly more than just having a PSA test. You think so, so. It shouldn't be a big deal just to add a PSA test to every male that, you know, that requests one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, one thing. I, I totally you go to a, even as a man, I know women complain about it a lot, but even as a man, sometimes when you go to the doctor, you have to be your own advocate. You got, you got to speak up yeah. and say, Hey, I want this, 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 this done. And if they say, Hmm, it's really not necessary. If you want it done, get it done just for your own peace yeah. of mind. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and four months ago, I didn't even know what a PSA was to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I just, 
I didn't know. And I think that's part of it too, is the education of it. And uh, so everybody that I've been talking to, I'm like, get you just get your PSA done done and uh, and ask for it so um yeah and the other piece i left out too um you know um uh, related to it being in the family is we are going to do a um i forget the word of it but essentially they're going to look for the genetic genetic mutation mm-hmm. um in um in my dna sequence um for the um uh, prostate cancer so then i can at least my son will have some inkling or you know is should he be start, should he start getting tested at 30 right and oh, yeah. um so I'm, I'm looking forward to to getting that done because that that was the that was the most in, uh important um for for my end um for my family is at least pass that information down um and then um you know one other um, disclaimer I want to throw out there is, um, especially when you throw, <laughs> I have to share a quick story. So I, I, I normally, when I go in public, I, I don't, I don't wear, um, I don't have Marine Corps stickers on my truck. I don't have, I don't wear hats or, you know, stuff out, out, of, out in public. I, you know, I do around the homestead and whatever, but um, I was wearing a, a cancer sweatshirt, a prostate cancer sweatshirt and a Marine Corps hat. And before we left the house, my wife goes, somebody's going to ask you if you were at Camp Lejeune. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you drink the water? <laughs> sure, 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 sure as hell. Really? We're at Menards and, uh, or, you know, the local Home Depot or whatever. Uh, we have Menards up here. I don't know if you have Menards down there, no, but no. Um, it's just a home improvement store. Right. And this guy walks up to me and he starts telling me the story and he's like, oh, you got Camp Lejeune? I'm like, Oh my God! I <laughs> <laughs> I roll right, and I'm like, I go, no, I was, I, yes, I was at Camp Lejeune. I, I was there for a year and a half, and um, but no, I was not there between 1953 and 1987. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, anytime it's it's getting to be almost like um, it's it's a meme now. It's his own meme, uh, exactly. It's like the yeah, mesothelioma commercials, you know. Wow. Yeah, and you know the thing. Hey, I don't even want to go down that road, but yeah, it's. Um, I was. I. Yeah, I looked into it, uh, you, you know, as well, because I, I spent. Um, I spent uh, almost a year on uh, Marine Corps Air Station Fatima in Okinawa, and that there's so much on the on the on the interwebs, if you will, of um, of the of the PFAFs um, that are, um, you know in the water in Okinawa between the Air Force Base at Kadena and Marine Corps Air Station Fatima. Um, that's just, it, and it's coming from the, the, um, uh, the fire retardant that they use for, um, um, for airplanes, helicopters, whatnot, aircraft. And, um, you know, it's like the, it, it, my, my spiel to the guy that asked me at Menards if, if I had been to Camp Lejeune was, you know, more than likely I have been, have been ex- exposed to that in in my short time of four years. But, you know, proving that it's just not more in my time, nor do I have the energy to go through something like that. It's just, I don't know. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. She's like, my wife's she was spot on. I mean, it, it took all, not even an hour. We were out of the house. So, yeah, yeah, sweet. <laughs> so all right but, mike um, well thanks for taking time tonight man i really appreciate it uh we love you we're praying for you thinking about you awesome um yeah. just yeah. keep fighting man i know you got it in you 
Will do. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, we're uh, we're staying positive, and um, yeah, I've I have the treadmill downstairs, and it's been calling my name. I just that that cumulative effect of chemo, and lately it's just kind of been whipping my butt. But I I've I've got my week uh, two to three down now that I'm like, yeah, I got some energy. I can get back there and start walking. So I'm, that's what I'm gonna, going to do. And and I hear you about the um, little uh, story. Um, I don't know if you guys call it a sauna down there, right. but. Um, the the fins um in northern minnesota it's technically called a sauna so (laughs) (laughs) i get i uh now i just say sauna just to piss people off but um yeah i I appreciate you guys um uh inviting me on and and able to share my story so thank you come on back anytime nice to meet you brother thanks mike yep nice meeting you thank you bye that's my buddy mike there just uh fighting cancer like like a beast as always uh, that's really, bravery, man. That's for, I mean, that's brave. You know, you got, you know, you're facing something serious in life and you know, you, you got nothing but opportunity to fight it yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, all that's you just, can it's do. just brave. It, it goes back. It's, uh, in, in my biology class, uh, my teacher, he's, you know, we were talking about, of course, the body, because it's biology. You're talking about you know, people getting certain diseases. This disease affects this and that. And he said, you know, some people um, get diagnosed and they pass real quick. And somebody else can get diagnosed with the same exact prognosis and they fight through it. He said, it all goes that, that down to, to the that person's ability and willingness to fight. Yeah. You know. Some people get diagnosed with something; they just want to give up and be done. Yeah, and positive some, attitude. And some man. folks put their head down and they they fight tooth and nail to beat whatever's out of them. And thank God, Mike's a fighter. You know, yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, I think I got some a couple of news articles here. Hang on one second. We'll do these right quick. I do. My, the Reddit pages got banned. Really? Like like uh, all the ones I was pulling fight videos from. Yeah, they're all gone now. What? They're all gone. Somebody. Somebody probably offended somebody. I, I don't know. Like shit, every man. single one of them that I was pulling fights from, they're all gone. Dang. I don't know if they're wanting. I like the Reddit page fight porn is still up, but it's mostly shots like from boxing and MMA. Yeah. I don't. I think they're trying to get away from the like street, street fights, fight. which is what. That's the fun shit. That, that, that's the that's the fight I want to see. Yeah. That's where you're gonna talk. I don't want to see somebody prepared. I want to see <laughs> two fat guys get winded in five seconds. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, I did see a video, man, of a guy, and it's it's been around for a while. I actually, this is like the second or third time I saw it, but I did see it recently. There's this guy, and they're in the convenience store. He's standing at the counter, and he's got a couple of like tall boy beers or something on on the counter right there in front of him, and and he's just lit up, man. He's just drunk or whatever. And there's this black guy that's standing in line next to to cash out, and he's got like a tall boy beer, and the guy that's got, that's in front of the cashier right now, he turns and starts talking a bunch of smack to this oh, other guy. The, the black guy smacks him with the, with yeah. the can <laughs> and just knocks his ass down. Like, just, just come back with that big-ass quart can and just hammered him right on the side of the head. Oh, my goodness, man. Then he gets on top of him and smacks him a few times and, you know, don't be calling me this and that and blah, blah. I've seen it several times. I love but, that video. Yeah, but it's a good one. I do have one news article I'll read before we cut out of here. Uh, a Philadelphia man doesn't recommend eating 40 rotisserie chickens due to a health concern. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like in a month or something? I, I think in a day. Um, 
a, a Philadelphia man who set himself the challenge of eating a whole rotisserie chicken for 40 consecutive days has said it affected his health. Wow. Who would have thunk it, right? Um, the chicken man has amassed global attention for his dedication to consuming chicken and finally completed his 40-day goal yesterday, Sunday, November 6th. Mm-hmm. By simply posting photos on Twitter that documented his rotisserie chicken eating, he he went viral with hundreds of attending his final eating at an abandoned pier in Philadelphia. The man behind all this is 31-year-old Philly Steakhouse waiter Alex Tomsky, I guess, affectionately known as Chicken Man. His Twitter account uh, has now has 31,700 followers. <laughs> Damn. Um, he said, it sounds weird. Uh, but I just felt like I was doing this for a very important reason. He told the outlet that he originally planned to eat rotisserie chicken for 30 days because it felt right, but ultimately extended the challenge by 10 days because he felt he had not gone far enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, attendees weighed in on the spectacle. I felt like it was, I felt like the rest of American society had turned into a kind of a dystopian capitalist, meaningless, soulless hellscape. So he became nihilist. So I started eating chicken. Yeah. So uh, he said he'll never, never do it again. <laughs> Dang, Go figure. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, if you had a whole damn chicken every day. Tomsky added, uh, let's see here. So going, going off Tomsky's experience, uh, reading reading this quality rotisserie chicken, eating this eating this quality rotisserie chicken would not be recommended for your health. The chicken man said that he felt really gross after devouring the 40th bird. And when asked if he would do a similar challenge with a different food item, he said never again. Tomsky added that he lost 14 pounds, has frequent bouts of dizziness and achiness, and has also been experiencing cramps and brain fog. So if you ever have to have the notion to gobble up on a fowl for an extended period of time, you may want to rethink it. Well, I'll tell you, man, uh, I I eat some rotisserie chicken. I pick up a rotisserie chicken, man, about once every couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, throw it in the mix. Um, I don't know that I could do it, like, every day. Yeah, a whole bird every day. That's a that's a lot of greasy ass. I mean, even, even rotisserie. Even rotisserie man, that, drips, but yeah, that's not even, that much. Yeah, it's still a lot. You know, it's still a lot. You got anything else tonight? Man, there's been a lot happening, dude. I know we're kind of crunched on time. No, we're but, fine. Um you know, I guess maybe you've heard a little bit about uh, about the crypto crash. Oh, yes. Gosh, yeah. What was going on? That was a mess. Did you uh, watch the video I sent you about the whole back-end workings of all that? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's been absolutely nuts. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it, it's it's terrible, man. I mean, it's it's affected a lot of people. FTX um, is the exchange. That, FTX, yeah. yeah. And it's pretty much it like a Enron-type hustle uh, where they basically, man, have frauded people out of billions. Taking investment money, buying their own coin to inflate the price and therefore make it look like it's gaining. Right. Yeah. And then on the back end of it, they, they, would, they owned the uh, price maker, that yep. company that made the price. And so they would think okay well let's short it now so they would get the price maker part they would put these big bets in on short and they would make the price drop because the price maker so they were literally man had both hands on the scale both sides both sides of the fence man and 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 here's the deal 
You're playing both sides of the fence. You're making money just by the 18-wheeler loads. And now all of a sudden, man, it's gone. Yep. Where'd that money go? Nobody knows. Everybody's nope. like going, Can't hey, find man, it. Where's, my, where's my billions? It's gone. But anyway. oh, Speaking of money, though, did you watch the video about uh, about about the mattress guy in Houston? Uh, sent y'all? Oh, yeah. The Astros <laughs> guy. Is that what it was? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, uh. Do you know what he did during the uh, World Series? What do you mean? I don't guess. Okay. Uh, Mattress Max, who we're talking about, the guy started started with $5,000 and built a furniture empire around Houston, okay? Uh-huh. So the Astros went to the World Series this year. And he does this every year, right? Well, I don't know if he does it every year or not. Okay. I, don't, I just know this is what I heard this year. They were a plus 750 underdog in the World Series, and, and Mac put $10 million on them in the Vegas fuck? and the Astros won the world series. So he made $75 million on a $10 million bet. I, I think that or maybe it's a million dollar bet as a, as a promo to this thing. He tells everybody, Hey, look, if you'll come in and buy a mattress, you know, during this time frame, then it will automatically enter you in this, uh, this bet that I'm going to make. And he's going to put this money toward the Astros winning or whatever. Right. If okay, the so Astros win, then he then if you bought a mattress in this free, this time, he's going to give refund you that money. So oh, your, hell so yeah. your mattress would be free. free. Hell yeah. yeah. So he's literally going, okay, y'all come buy a bunch of mattresses, and they do, and then he wins the bet, and then he pays off all these mattresses. They're super excited, and he's super excited because he won all this money. And if they don't win, then he sold all these mattresses and, and, and just made He's a bunch of money. He's good either way. He's good either way. Yeah, it's great. It's about playing both sides. That's great. Yeah, that is thinking outside the box. That's is a great a great promotion. Though. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the beer tonight, dude. You know, I appreciate it, man. it. I love you, man. Love you too, brother. Happy birthday. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you all for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by check out tripodbroadcasting.com. Check out all the shows on the network. Also, thank you to our sponsors, and you can see links for those down in the show notes, like ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on your next order with the promo code HANGO. Also, stop by and check out mydelta8.com. Thanks to Mike for joining us tonight. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, email us at thehangoshow at gmail.com, or reach out to me at thehangoshow on all social medias. Harpoon, love you, brother. Thank you so much. I love all y'all out there. Please come back and see us next week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.